This is Great Disturbances, a Star Wars podcast. Each week, hosts Rich and Paul discuss Star Wars media, no matter what form it takes. And welcome back, everyone. I am Paul. And I am Rich. And we are here today to discuss three selected stories from the the new the, the newly released 40th anniversary edition of Empire Strikes Back collection of short stories based on sort of I guess peripheral characters yeah in the yeah in in the movie this yeah. this 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 is kind of the same thing as we did an episode back when I don't know how long back or two episodes we did two yeah. episodes yep we've done two um yep. based on the 40th anniversary fan fiction collection i don't know what you want to call it <laughs> of a new hope oh yeah. and it's called from a certain perspective from a certain point of view that. from a certain point, point of view, view. god yeah. i am just like steamrolling shitty crap all over <laughs> everything right now from a certain you know when you see from inside your own head at the thing right that the you know perspective point of view I totally yeah. get it totally get it uh, good job, Paul. Great, great hosting duties. <laughs> and in fact, we did we did decide that that was fan fiction. Yeah, back then in, I believe. In, yeah, in the best fucking way possible, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Just the best yeah. kind of fan fiction. The best kind of fanfic. I would say. Although it's also although, although although I imagine that these people are getting paid for their work. That's true. So so it's it's this weird it's a weird space of fanfic versus just fiction. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's just like short stories in the Star Wars universe. Actually, I think I think that all of the authors, um, I think their stories got donated, or their 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 pay got donated, if I'm not oh. mistaken, to a to a oh man, what was it called? There was let me look it up. I'm gonna look it up. But there is a uh, there's a charity that they donated. Here we go. Penguin Random House donated a hundred thousand dollars, plus the authors donated their salaries, and Lucasfilm donated a hundred thousand children's books to First Book as part of this, and and as part of the A New Hope one as well. The uh, the certain point of view books. So so now I. I really don't know what to call it now. Then, <laughs> technically, guess, they didn't get paid for it. <laughs> I guess it is. I guess we're back to fan fiction then, it's, right? <laughs> it's fan fiction. That's what it is. <laughs> like you said, the best possible, the best kind possible. of fan fiction. Yeah, because I will totally, I will cop to having read fan fiction, Star Wars and otherwise, in my life. Yeah, and you gotta go kind of spelunking to find anything <laughs> worthwhile. <laughs> Well, we just did some fan fiction. We just did the Darth side. But do you know what I spelunked through back then to get to <laughs> that one? <laughs> do you know, okay, so so this is one of those things that like I I always write down when when there's when there's a, a goofy ass line like you just did. You know what I had to spelunk through <laughs> to get to that. Like that's how we that's how I end up coming up with the titles for the our titles episodes. of the episodes, yeah. yeah. It's it's something either it's something like goofy that was said either by you or by me and I just write them down as I'm as I'm editing. Mm-hmm. Uh, just as a little peek for the for the listeners. This is like how it comes about. Like I just pull it from what we what we say and I, I give it I send it to Paul and I tell him I say you make the decision and he he kind of comes <laughs> up with which one we're going to pick. It's like a list of usually it's a list of like 15. <laughs> I know. Things. We wind up saying a bunch of <laughs> pretty stupid shit every episode. We really do. We really do. Uh, so Jeff, if you're wondering how the sausage is made, that's how it's made. <laughs> There's our sausage for you, Jeff. Yes. Take a sausage tour, Jeff. It's a sausage factory tour. Shit. Ah, blah, 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 blah. Good old Jeff. Good old Jeff. So the sausage factory tour. <laughs> so the uh, the three stories that we picked out of this collection. Yeah. Um. Were were. And I didn't write down the author's names. Did you write? Did I you did. I did. Oh, beautiful. There's, okay. Yes, there are three stories. Yeah. And this is and this is my proposed order that we do it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The first one, Hunger by Mark Oshiro. Okay. The second one, Faith in an Old Friend by Brittany Ann Williams. And the third one, Vergence by Tracy Dion. Okay. Yeah. Those were the those were the three. 
Those are the th- those you got the three correct. I don't I know did. about the order. The <laughs> I have the title. But that's that's my proposed the... that's my proposed order that we cover them too. I like it. Yeah, let's do, do you, it. Do you it are you ca- chill with that? Yeah, because it kind of mirrors the way that Empire f- unfolds. Yeah, yeah. In that in that way. So I, I I like that. Let's do that. Let's do that. Okay. So I guess let's jump into the first one then. The first one is Hunger by Marco Shiro. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, I didn't and, I didn't do a, a synopsis for this. I did. I, I've got a one line synopsis. Drop your pithy one liner, bro. <laughs> it is one Wampa's search for vengeance after vengeance. his family is is massacred by rebel insurgents. That's what Wampa this, vengeance. Wampa vengeance. Now, <laughs> you were gonna say something, I and I didn't. I didn't mean to trample that, but I wanted to make sure Uh-oh. that I I wanted to make sure that my my pithy one liners got in there. Now I don't know what I was gonna say. Shit. Have I derailed you, sir? No. Or was I just was I I don't no I don't know what I was gonna say. So you you have it, any derailment predates your <laughs> predates your synopsis. <laughs> it was a self derailment. <laughs> a self derailment. I love it. Isn't there a commandment about that? Should I not be doing that? Thou shalt not self derail. <laughs> oh, I was, you know, I was oh. talking about self something else, right? Yeah. No, and there's no. not a commandment about that. But no, you know. no, no. There's just a generally accepted, you know, social construct <laughs> about that in public, anyway. Okay, so what struck me about this story when I was flipping through, and I, what I did was I read like the first couple of paragraphs, you know, when I was trying to figure out what stories we should maybe do. Yeah. In. Yeah. And uh, what struck me about this was it was the story of Luke's interaction with the Wampa from the Wampa's point of view. Yeah. That really speaks to from a certain point of view, right? Yeah. We haven't really had a story so far that has been from a non-humanoid creature perspective, right? Right. Like a perspective of a non-humanoid creature. This one really fucking turned the beginning of Empire on its head for me. Yeah, because basically what happens is we've got the unnamed Wampa, Wampa Prime, whatever you want to call Wampa it. Prime. Wampa Prime. Yeah. Alpha Wampa. Yeah. Alpha Wampa. <laughs> Alpha Wampa. Well, he Wampa. is kind of the Alpha because he's got yeah, he two. Has. He's got two lady Wampa friends. That's right. That's story, right. Yeah. The mother of his children and his his cavemates, or what was it? Was it cavemate or what was the? Uh oh shoot! Uh, what was the name? What for the hell it? did he um, call him? Uh, now I'm gonna it was either cavemate or 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 life cave. mate. It wasn't life mate. Life cave mate. friend. Cave friend. <laughs> yeah. His, okay. Well, basically, basically what yeah. it boils down to is is his baby mama <laughs> and his and side his, piece. His side piece. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> Wampus have side pieces. Who do? Um. So <laughs> you guys, it's all over the animal kingdom and presumably in the Star Wars animal kingdom as well. So right, right. Just deal like, with it. Wampa concubines. That's what it is. Don't um, get your don't get your <laughs> don't get your knickers in a twist, Jeff. This is how it works. <laughs> <laughs> this is how Wampas live. Are you gonna judge how they live, Jeff? <laughs> yeah. Who the hell are you to ask? Okay, you know what? I'm not gonna insult Jeff because he's our one listener. So this the, the thing that the thing that struck me as I was reading it though is that this kind of comes off as as a commentary maybe on present day man and their incursion into the animal kingdom as say like in Florida you know like there's kids that get like snapped up by gators and shit like that right and I don't yeah. mean to, I don't mean to be insensitive about that but there are right there's kids that get snapped up yeah. by kids. and it's because we're incurring on or incurring incursing we are there encroaching. is an we're encroaching yeah we're encroaching on their territory which we've already done but we're getting further and further into that and like nature's kind of striking back right yeah but there's so nature much strikes back <laughs> hey <laughs> hey who if we're doing fanfic that's where we're going with it. All <laughs> right. Strikes back. The interesting thing, though, about this is that we get this look, this peek into the mind of the Wampa, right? And like all the different things that he had to go through, like they, the 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 rebels literally came in and like slaughtered his family to make their fucking cave base. You know, 
Like, yeah. Well, because at the end, like he goes in, and he's like, I smell their like, he smelled their like uh, their charred remains, and he didn't give a fuck. But he's like, I'm gonna claim this place back again because it's mine. You know, somehow yeah. after all this shit, this is finally mine again. But I only have one arm. But who fucking cares? You know. Yeah. So uh, okay. So you just you just spawned a couple things in my head. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one it one closely tied to your point is zoom this out into the Star Wars galaxy as a whole. And just imagine how many like native species have been made to be extinct by the actions of galactic citizens, like Coruscant. Coruscant yeah. presumably has no life left on it. Other you know? than the life that it's was transplanted. Entirely, yeah. It's entirely a giant city, you know, yeah. yep. Alderaan, any, any species that were native to Alderaan and were not relocated extinct, you know, any species on the planets that the first order destroyed <sighs> that were not relocated somewhere else extinct. True. You know, very true. The Star Wars universe has done, you know, what mankind hath wrought in the in the Anthropocene. Uh, the Star Wars universe has done over tens of thousands of years, over millions of planets. You know, so oof, that's some that's some large scale sadness right there. Well, I mean, yes, yeah, yeah, we're talking about like extinction level events for all of these these species right like yeah. I mean, there, there could be like that's i think one of those things that when we were looking at the oh what were they called they were called the old republic nice of the old republic right the nice yeah. of the old republic comic series they had like creatures that mm, i'd never seen before and i'd never see again mm-hmm. but the truth is that they probably went extinct Right. I mean, yeah. I think about like the Sith Wars, right? They yeah. blew up tons of fucking worlds as they were yeah. going just raising things. Yeah. Like even on Knights of the Old Republic 2, they're talking about like that one planet. I can't remember. Planet, planets have planets are entirely wiped of yeah. life. Just yeah. raised. Yeah. And and that was part of the, the Mon Calamari. It was not Mon Calamari, the Athorians in in Kotor 2 where they. Oh, yeah. They're, they're like they're trying, trying to bring, bring life back. back. Yeah. yeah. So like. So like this is this is kind of that in microcosm, right? Yeah, like, like, yeah. You know, it, it's pretty interesting in that way, and I I yeah. honestly think that I honestly think that this is really a commentary on like what I said before, like man yeah. mankind's incursion yeah. into the natural world, because like the author the author is kind of a social activist too, so that tracks, right? Yeah, I was looking it up. Yeah, I wanted to know. I wanted to know like, is this guy like? heavy into like the environment and stuff like that. He's a social activist. He probably has an opinion about this in one way, shape or form. Bunch of fucking hippies. Hippies. Wampa hugging hippies. Wampa hugging hippies. <laughs> Ice right? licking, wampa hugging, tauntaun petting hippies. Gonna write that one down. Tauntaun. Tauntaun petting hippies. Um, yeah. So uh, Okay. Yeah. So the other thing I was going to mention. Yeah kind of sideways of this or whatever. I'm sure you've seen this. You know, there are deleted scenes from Empire Strikes Back where yeah. Wampas are in the base. Yeah. And, you know, you've seen it, the one where 3PO sees a sign that says, caution, Wampas. Yeah. And it, like, takes the sign down, you know, while they're evacuating or whatever. And then the stormtroopers come out and they're like, what's checking here? Yeah. And they open the door and the Wampa <laughs> grabs one of them and, like, whoosh! grabs and pulls them in there yes you know and there's other scenes where there's walking around right in the in the bases there's chaos going on and so 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 um wampas strike back or strike first (laughs) or whatever in the course of in the course of the film they just deleted the scenes didn't even think of that but you're right you're absolutely right there's another scene where like a wampa like collapses one of the one of the caves uh uh caverns like, oh, right. As they're like busting through, they're like, we're coming in. What? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I remember that one. Huh. Yeah, man, that's great. I didn't even, yeah. I did not even make that connection, but that's yeah. fantastic. So that's, that's like, yeah, the Wampas are, you know, the Wampas, I mean, this is clearly, it is allegory or whatever on this like galaxy kind. I was going to say humankind, but it's not really humans anymore. Sure. People kind, you know, raising through whatever you know, an environment they're going through and, and leveling things <clears throat> um, to their own advantage <laughs> to their, to their own advantage was so 
Was Echo Base a thing before it was a Rebel Base? I got the impression. The Rebels built it? I think the Rebels built it. I thought the Rebels built it, but it seemed like the Wampas were living in a thing, and they mentioned there's hard things that are not rock and not ice. Right. As though the Wampas know or have experienced metal of some kind. Right. Right. So it, is there is there like a structure somehow already there and then the rebels do more when they get there? I don't know. I don't know. I mm, that's an interesting question because I thought and maybe maybe I missed this but I felt like that discussion or that thought in his head was towards the end of the story when they were when he was kind of walking back into the base after like the empire had come in and like chased the rebels out. No, I'm I'm pretty sure that was pre Was that, was that uh, pre? Massacre. Okay. Okay. Hold on. I can actually find the reference. I remember this. Oh, that's right. You have it digitally, don't you? I have I have it digitally. Digit you're all totally digitalized. Oh, while we're Yeah, it's uh, actually it's actually at the it's the like third character paragraph of the whole thing. Really? Okay. So That's right. Yes, you're right. Yes, because he's talking about yeah. You talk about why he chose the place. Yep. He and his denmate chose the place. Denmate, that was the other one. Someone had once lived here, and the strange things that they had left behind were proof of that. Hard objects, not stone or bone or ice, that he had never seen before were strewn about the caves. Right. So, like, it seems like, at least from this author's perspective, yeah, something was there before it was Echo Base. Right. But that could just be, I mean, like, that's not something I would go to bat for one way or the other. Right. right. I don't really care, I guess. Right. But it makes well, the story interesting because because the Wampa recognizes it as home. Right. On the way back. Right. He he the Wampa knows like that's my home. Right. What the fuck's going on here? Yeah. You know? So it's not it's not as though Yeah. So anyway, for the purposes of this story, yeah. A, a structure resembling Echo Base pre existed Echo Base itself. Right. Uh and then they they the rebellion moved in that's pretty interesting too i wonder if i wonder if it existed before hoth was all ice yeah oh oh interesting like there's there's probably a whole interesting hoth story somewhere in terms of yeah like you said like before it was ice you know yeah yeah or or if because the galaxy has been explored over and over again by civilizations for thousands of years like just some other civilization pre-republic yeah also had a base of some kind that's entirely you know can you imagine holy shit can you i mean given all of the given all of the civilizations that like rise up and then die yeah over the course of the galaxy and over the course of history can you imagine like it must be the best fucking job in the world to be an archaeologist (laughs) yeah in the republic right i mean it must be fucking cool yeah. To be an archaeologist. Do you oh shit. Okay, so wait, now hold on. Do you imagine that somewhere out there there's an archaeologist of Indiana Jones's ilk in the Republic or in the Star Wars universe who is running around collecting up old religious artifacts because they belong in museums. <laughs> and he carries like a carries like a laser whip or something you know? right well and and so and if it's now like now now yeah then this person is digging up like star wars republic stuff right yeah because yeah. a long long time ago you know what i mean that's right a long so time ago. shit that'd be, <laughs> that'd be a cool story to, that'd be a cool thing to write would be like an archaeologist a space archaeologist. Space archaeologist. Of yeah, course. like from a from like a new spacefaring species who did not know of the Republic. Right. Oh yeah. Like didn't discovering discovering the Republic. You know what I mean? Discovering Jedi, all that other stuff. Yeah, I mean maybe they don't know even know what the Force is on this planet or whatever, right? Yeah. Oh man, could you imagine? Oh fuck, that'd be super cool. Could you imagine, like? So, so, so species one, two, three, whatever it is, discovers, you know, hyperspace or hyperdrives or whatever, mm-hmm. and can get out into the galaxy now. And they discover civilizations or relics of civilizations or whatever. And like they discover the force through that. Oh, that would be. But not through their own species' history or whatever. Like for what I don't know what reason you would have for not having that, but that, that could be really interesting to have, to have the force be 
introduced to a species rather than because it seems like it seems like in the Star Wars universe, yeah, everyone knows that there's the force, right? At least at a species level, right? Because some certain percentage of their members are gifted in some way and they're like, that's weird. Let's call it something. Right. You know, but if that hadn't happened or if like, or if the force was unique to that galaxy for some reason. Right. And so, so somebody can, so the first intergalactic travelers from some other galaxy arrive at the star Wars galaxy. And then they're like, what is that? They like, they discover the force that way. Like it's somehow unique to that galaxy. Shit. That's there's all kinds badass, of there's dude. all kinds of ways to that is sort amazing. of spin up some cool stories here. You know, you know what? I think that I think that that's kind of I think that that's a lot more interesting in going than going back to back to the well, so to speak, by going back to say the the High Republic or the the Knights of the Old Republic stuff, yeah. because because prequels. By and large, generally speaking, kind of boring because you kind of know where the story's going. You know where they're going. Yeah. But this would be this would like, be this something else be, entirely. This could be something else entirely. This could be discovering the I mean, because you could also write a history of the Republic then too, right? You could you could write or come up with what eventually kills the Republic. Yeah. Like if the Republic or if there's if there's only some small remnant left in the galaxy. Right. And you the you the intergalactic explorer arrive at the outer rim let's say or whatever right and you find relics and stuff like that and you start discovering about the force and whatever and then eventually you make your way to you know eventually maybe you do find a few random planets here and there that still have people that remember maybe some part of the republic or whatever that i mean oh god dude that is a fucking amazing nugget of an idea right there that is a that is you should, you know, what you should do is you should probably like get on the horn with Lucasfilm and <laughs> pitch the fuck out of that, dude, because that might be the best idea it, I've heard in it, Star Wars in a while. <laughs> and then, and they'd be like, yeah, get in line between behind these other 800 people who had similar things. <laughs> would you, and then they'd be like, would you like to contribute for free to a collection of fan fiction about <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> We're gonna do a fan fiction about Return of the Jedi for its 40th about, anniversary. And... About shrug, who cares? Give <laughs> us your stuff. Right now. <laughs> but you got to donate your salary. <laughs> donate your salary. Um, but okay, so we've wandered ah, a little dude. bit afield of 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 the story, though. No, but that's that's. I kind of like. That's fucking brilliant. That's uh, no, that's a, that's a really good. Actually, that was a really good track there because this was an interesting story but there wasn't a whole lot there it really is about him and trying to get vengeance and it kind of tells things from his point of view his perspective yeah but i like where you took that man because god i kind of want to take a crack at that you know i went to okay i went to college with a guy who used to write spec scripts for star trek and send them or try to send them into oh really yeah, that's, that's I, don't, cool. I don't know if he ever really got anywhere with it. He's a writer now, though. He's a writer now, and which is which is freaking awesome. I know several writers now, which is really nice. But I don't know if I don't know if any of his spec scripts ever got anywhere within the mill of that. Oh sure. So I don't think I it's far fetched to. I wonder how active that community one. is of like. I like if you write if you write a moderately popular or if you produce a moderately popular television show, yeah. like I wonder how full your mailbag is of <laughs> fucking spec scripts from every yeah. every yeah. nerdy basement dweller who loves your <laughs> thing, you know. You just called that dude a nerdy basement dweller. I, I say it with love because like the only thing preventing me from being a basement dweller is that my basement is not finished. <laughs> my office otherwise is basement dude i, yeah, I, I so, am a basement dweller yeah. so i would be down there right now if i had <laughs> you know carpet <laughs> <laughs> nice do you want to move on to the next let's, let's do the next one, next one? Yeah. okay so the next one was going to be faith in an old friend right yeah and that was by Brittany and williams williams yes Brittany and williams the one line for this is 
L337 figures out a way to help Han, Chewie, Leia, 3PO, and R2 get to and then escape from Cloud City. Cloud City. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's that's the that's the one line bit of it. Yeah. But what it really is is it's it you you come to find that 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 L337 isn't the only droid in the or droid in the Falcon's consciousness computer. in the Falcons. Yeah, in the Falcons. Yeah. Computer. There's two other droids, yeah. and one of which has only ever known servitude to a YT-1300. Yeah, like the writer. original. Yeah, I wrote it down because right. I, I wanted to keep straight in my head who these yeah. characters were. So I wrote down V5T, transport droid from original YT-1300 model. Right. Yep. So the first droid uploaded to the, the computer was that droid mm-hmm. who, like, yeah, like you said, has only ever known this droid's universe is... The Millennium Falcon, right? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, so fore and aft, and you know, port and starboard are all it knows as far as directions, yeah. and it only their world only stretches to the edge of the Falcon, like the sensor array of the Falcon, or whatever, right? Yeah. Right, right. Which is interesting in a kind of Pleasantville sort of way, right? Because, yeah. Like, if you could somehow get out of that, um, by maybe transferring into another droid yeah then you could experience this kind of sort of mind-blowing thing right? mind-blowing this, yeah, yeah mind-blowing revelation in it like a truman show kind of way where like holy yeah. fuck, i've been in this i've been in this metal compartment for you know for my entire life and, and there's so much more to the world or the galaxy yeah. than yeah. just that which is which is an interesting an interesting concept and, and an interesting expansion on what we've been talking about since kind of since the beginning of this show is that, you know, the whole, the whole idea of sentience of droids yeah, and droids as living creatures, these droids have emotions. Yeah. Like, like this is again, one of those stories of that's like super clear in its droid droids are people too yep. <laughs> position, yeah, yeah, you know? Yep. Yep. It's and it's and it's so great. I I really enjoyed this one. I really I I enjoyed like one of the things I loved about this was the droid like these droid consciousnesses when one of the consciousnesses has a stressful or bad thing happen, they get they have like a consciousness group hug kind of thing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Just, it's like wonderful. Yeah. And like at ED4 when when the other when the droid who's not part of their collective is like zipping off toward the toward stuff in Bespin and Cloud City um, and gets shot by the stormtrooper and ED4's processor won't continue like as though ED4 yeah. is choked up right you know yeah ED4 has this great like character thing of like learning more vocabulary for stuff as she talks and most times like ED4 will search for the word and then incorporate it but this time in that one time E4 found the word for sadness, but did not incorporate it. Yeah. So yes. I like, God, that was so good. The, the idea that I love the way that this was written, like the actual like syntax that was used, like, yeah. like it, it paused and it was like vocabulary search. And then it would find like the literal words, vocabulary search. And yeah. then it would be yeah. blah, 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 whatever the word. Yeah. Yeah. It was, you felt like you were kind of part of the collective, the, the yeah. Falcon, the Millennium Collective, as they call yeah. themselves. Yeah, which was which I thought was really cool. I did like that, even though they were part of this quorum, so to speak. They each maintained their own individuality. Yeah, especially L three three seven. Yeah, which I thought was really neat. She found her long. She found herself longing for shoulders. Because she had constructed her shoulders herself, right? We also find out that she's part protocol droid, part astromech, and yeah, like wow, like and also like kind of self constructed after a while too, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, after she gains certain capabilities and stuff, she herself builds herself. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, so L three three seven is like, first of all, I love the character from Solo, right? You know, yeah great character such a good character yeah. and then a great a great addition to that character here yeah and a sort of extension life extension of the character which i mean which i guess kind of is alluded to because she uploads into the falcon's computer but like right the the character is given 
more life story-wise through this. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's just great. Like the downside or not, this is again, one of those things that works well for the story, Mm -hmm. but larger wise, I'm like, Oh, that sucks. Is that it seems like the only way these consciousnesses can like talk to humans is to be intermediated through some other droid or like a screen somewhere. Yeah. But that moment with Lando where like the blue screen kind of lit up yeah, and showed the Kessel and and cloud city, the idea that she had this hope that he would recognize it and that she recognized him because he knows she's in the Falcon. She knows that she was uploaded or he knows she was uploaded. Yeah. So the, the idea, the very idea that she is hopeful that, that he would see that and understand it's a little heartbreaking. It's so heartbreaking. I, yeah. I, I love the heartbreaking stuff sometimes. Yeah. So, I mean, sometimes it's hard because like mm-hmm. I'm one of those people where if I'm watching a show, even if I'm rewatching a show that I've seen before and I know that some per, some character is about to get their heart broken by something, I, I do the like, you know i i hate watching those moments yeah but in reality those moments tell the story the best you Mm -hmm. know what i mean like those moments the ones that like make you have this overwhelming emotion are the moments that like make it a good story you know absolutely so 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 l337 and ed4 sort of breaking your heart are like in the moment at least for me in the moment i'm like "Oh, oh that sucks but like upon reflection, I'm like, that's, it's amazing. It's, it's amazing yeah. that, that the droid characters can sort of do that for humans who are reading the story, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think what, where I was going with that, and I was trying to like sidetrack from your point of the, the droids only being able to mediate, to communicate, communicate via mediator, where I was going with that was kind of the idea that somehow L337 is able to communicate with Lando. Like their bond is is stronger than that. Stronger than the need for another creature to tell him what they mean, you know, or what she means, I guess. Oh, like their their bond is strong enough for a screen to say something. Yeah. Without yeah. words, without, yeah. you know, anything yeah. other than just being here, this take note of that. And he does, he takes yeah. note of it. He takes note of it. They, like you it makes a whole lot more sense you know, why Lando is so obsessed with the Falcon. He loved L337, right? I mean, and she loved him. It's sort of this tragedy, too, that you can't get the consciousnesses back out of the computer. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or even give them, just give them a body that they they can be mobile together with. Yeah. You know, even if, even yeah. if by some, like, by, be, by if even if by occupying the same computer, they become sort of entangled and you can't you can't separate them necessarily anymore yeah it still would be great to give them a body of some kind if you could yeah like all, or, all three of them or whatever or just a voice like what i thought i kept thinking to myself it's this is a great story i wish there was just like a fucking speaker in the falcon <laughs> that they could just be like hey hey it's this panel over here you know right. they right they they fucked with that one fix it you know like that or hey lando it's l3 you like just what's up bro how you doing? You know, like, what, what but, are you wearing, Rent Lando? What are you? Wearing? <laughs> Do, never mind. I can see you on the cameras. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, that, they have this howl moment where, like, you, you, like, like she would go to whatever camera was yeah. wherever, yeah. wherever they were, and just, yeah. you know, she's watching like Han, you know, Mac on Leia. You know? On Leia, yeah. Also, did you catch Lando's full name? I wrote it down: Landonis Balthazar Calrissian. <laughs> Landonis? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, man. I, yeah. I, I, I don't, this is. I did, and I did not know whether, if, if the, is that canon? I don't even know if that's actually. It is now, I guess. Thing, I, right? I mean, they just made it, they just canonized that. They just Landonis. fan fiction right into the real canon. <laughs> Landonis. Landonis. I like, I love how 3PO still has his 3PO-ness in binary when he talks to the 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 droids (laughs) yeah it's good stuff and i what i what i thought was really funny speaking of 3po r2 is is kind of an off-the-cuff 
kind of a little droid, you know, like, yeah, like he's like, oh, here it is. Like, you know, that later where three PO is all very proper, like, oh, how dare you? R2 is more like, got this over here. Let's go. Woo. You know, like, yeah, hyperspace. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and L3 gets pretty like annoyed with R2 at varying points, right? Like, like she just wishes she had arms so that she could shake him, you know, <laughs> like. There, there's that but also i think one of them i can't remember which one I, I wrote this down they one of them or maybe all of them they actually enjoy r2 more than 3po right because sometimes r2 will just plug into like a scomp just to chat with them you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh that's so great but she but i think that was the other thing was like she was a little frustrated that like she he's got to plug into a scomp link to oh yeah you know to, what i mean like just to talk to you know and even at that point he's got to decode it and like go like before he can get into it (laughs) yeah like jesus just say something you know (laughs) it was good stuff i like how scoundrel is almost like a profession in the star wars universe (laughs) (laughs) what did she call him she called him something um not recalcitrant. It was something, something along those lines. Like oh, yeah. uh, I can't remember, but but the the droid like decodes it, like the other droids decoded as the one that the vocabulary one decodes it as scoundrel, and yeah, that's yeah. where yeah, yeah, scoundrel is definitely a a. It's like a basically a job. A job. If you if you in 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 Knights of the Old Republic two. Yeah. At, Atten Rand is yes, a Atten scoundrel. It's a, a fucking scoundrel. So like. <laughs> Like who's hiring these scoundrels and what's the pay? <laughs> what's the starting pay for a scoundrel? What's like, is the, do you have to get college credits to like get a degree in scoundrelry? <laughs> you know? Scoundrelry. Like, do you, are there job interviews? <laughs> like, can you imagine the job interview for scoundrel? You sit down and be like, all right. So uh, when you, uh, let's say you were running spice for a hut <laughs> and um, it would be that the job interview for scoundrelry would be like, you show up, but then you like the interviewer locks you in a cell somewhere <laughs> and you have to sort of like charm slash hack slash whatever your way out. <laughs> and then like, if you, if you, if you scoundrel your way into like the job above the interviewer, then you're like the chief scoundrel that, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'll bet you that's pretty accurate for like yeah. a scoundrel interview the scoundrel job posting process yeah like what oh you know what there's probably like a scoundrel like job website oh, yeah. on the hollow links right yeah like scoundrel but jobs it's, <laughs> but, it's, but the ads for it are only on like are like hollow porn sites or whatever you know right 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 <laughs> scoundrel jobs dot hollow net the like oh scoundrel jobs dot emp like empire (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) so that was that was a good one let's i I, think let's uh move to the next one eh? oh i had one i had one more thing about that one drop it on me bro l3 realizes that chewy's the only responsible one (laughs) 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 which just fucking solidifies my my theory about chewbacca chewbacca's the one holding it all together chewbacca like if it weren't for chewy Right, They'd all be fucked. Right. Too bad they fucking killed him off. Fucking dicks. Oh wait, no, they didn't. They brought him back right away, like the next scene. The sons like, of bitches. A little too soon. Actually. Yeah, they like way too in- fucking ineffectively soon. killed him. Yeah, I almost felt like emotion for a minute, and then they brought him back. It, yeah, it was like it was too short to have emotions about it. Yeah, I was still in the shock phase. I was like, oh my, oh, oh, so he's fine. All right, whatever. I had a worse reaction to Chewie dying in the Yuzhang Vong war from the extended universe. Like he had a fucking planet crash on him. Like he had a fucking moon land on him. So so suck it. it, it yeah. Bad guys. Yes. And it was like this prolonged sequence where like the Falcon is like circling, trying to get to him and they can't. And like Han has to watch his best friend die and all get this smushed shit. by him. Yeah get smushed and like taken by like lava and rock and shit and it's like fucking heart-wrenching and this one it's like oh chewy blew up oh he's back <laughs> oh th- no that wasn't chewy. Uh, he's oh he's fine he's good that wasn't chewy it was it was just a it was just a carrier full of other people who fuck them you know whatever yeah 
But oh, I didn't kill Chewie. I killed a bunch of other people. Oh, I'm good. That's fine. We're oh, fine and now. by the way, it was also a group of people who have less connection to Chewie, right? Yeah. Like it was because yep. it was Ray and Poe and right. Finn. Yeah. And they're like, oh, Chewie, I'm sure you were really cool. I heard from somebody, <laughs> you know. We've been, you know, out there running around together for like a year and a half. <laughs> it's we've been very good friends. Quite quite good. Quite, I've grown quite fond of this Wookiee. Anyway. Okay, on to the third, third one. On to the third, third, one, third one. The third one is Virgins, and it's by Tracy something. Dion. Dion. Tracy Dion. And uh, the one the one line uh snarky whatever you whatever i don't remember what the fuck we called it but the one snark synopsis the one snark synopsis <laughs> is basically this is the entirely true story of how a a virgins in the force becomes slowly more and more powerful via the anger and the hate of various jedi and other creatures who encounter it and its relationship eventually with Yoda and Luke. Yeah. And that's basically it. <laughs> that and that's all. And that is all. Thank you for thank you for calling. Thank you for so, thank you for calling in, caller. <laughs> that's it, Jeff. That's all it is. So <laughs> this is this is literally the dark side personified, which we had seen in the Knights of the Old Republic comics in a different way. In that it was like you'd have like say a character saying, "Oh, it's so dark," and you know, like very oh, dramatically, yeah. right? Like it's a presence; it's physically here, right? Well, this yeah. is this is a this is a consciousness, so to speak, yeah, of the force and uh, even the dark side of the force, but it doesn't consider itself dark. Yeah, it doesn't. Right? It just considers itself. Yeah to be and that other people ascribe those traits to it which is kind of what sold me on the story this was this was great because the the, like that was one of my one of the first things i wrote down was i started just typing about the force stuff light and dark and stuff like that yep the story says the cave didn't know why they approached with light and dark in mind as the two things they're not enough Mm-hmm. But but the dark ones called me dark, so dark is my color. Right is the one is what it says. You know, yeah. Even yep. though it it gives it gives uh it gives this like nice list of sort of color imagery: greens of moss, yeah. silver mist, blue steam, gray shadows, crimson flare of wrath. All this stuff mm-hmm. that has this rainbow quality to it. Yeah, you know. Uh, but I guess the dark ones call me dark, so I'm going to be known as the dark thing. Which is you know? also an interesting perspective on you know society today, right? Like, yeah. Well, I I don't know why I was so reflective when I was reading these. I don't know what the hell happened to me and today that made me go, hmm, gee, I think I'm going to read a lot into this. Rich but, sermonizing here. <laughs> yeah, but. What I got from this was kind of like, you know, when, okay, so, so you have a person who, you know, who people keep saying they're bad. Oh, that's a bad, he's a bad egg. He's a bad egg. Right. Yeah. And that person finally just says, well, I guess that's what I am. I'm a bad egg. That's what everybody considers me to be. So that's what I am. Right. And that's what it kind of struck me as with this. Dude, okay, so that's like. The, by the way, listener, we we do not share our notes with each other before we no. talk about this stuff. I I had a very similar thread in my head, very similar to what you just said about all this stuff. Yeah. And my thought, my, so what I started to think about was in relation to what you're saying here about like getting labeled it and then sort of becoming it or whatever yeah is that so yoda says life creates the force life makes it grow so if there is a dark side to the force it sort of stands to reason that life is what created that dark side to the force that's true yeah i mean so in other words in other words 
the one of the interpretations is is that maybe there is a dark side to the force but that dark side is created by the dark side of life or the dark side of things happening in life but then so then and then but but the the feedback mechanism then begins right because if if life does create the force and sort of little dark parts of life whatever they are create a dark side to the force but then that dark side of the force gains enough sort of purchase as its own thing can can the dark side of the force then start to influence other parts of life right where so so it's one of those it's almost like one of those you know those time travel paradox things right yeah. where yep. like where lieutenant commander data had to go back in time Mm-hmm. to be discovered by the people who fixed it, used him to fix the thing or whatever, you know, that. Right. But it was, it was like one of those feedback things, just like you described where it is, is like, is, is the, the lizard who feels wrath or desire about uh, a jealousy about a, a potential other suitor for his mate or a human who feels wrath about X, whatever it is. Like, do those things feed feed the force and make a dark side in the force? And then is that also then later also, does it also work the other way, right? Does the dark side yeah. of the force also reach toward life and pull life toward that dark part too? Or as we've discussed pre- pre- previously as well, is it just that the force is just the force and it's, it all depends on who's knocking right you know? right and i don't know but this this story at least for me i don't know but this this story gave gave rise in me to that sort of that that feedback loop of uh, of that stuff right where or maybe like thinking brought more broadly about this like did is was the downfall of the jedi that they actually fed some of the dark side of the force too without knowing it in other words they they had sort of this jealousy and prideful hubris kind of thing going on for a long time several instances of it all over all all through various stories that we've read and fear too and fear fear. like did the jedi did the jedi feed and or create the very darkness that they wound up fighting in in the stories of of the things Right, and uh, so maybe because it seems like, at least in what we've read, Jedi predate Sith. Right, right. Sith are born out of Jedi, and the things we've read. Maybe there's a further back history or whatever that we don't know. But right, in the stuff that we've read, Jedi predate Sith. Some Jedi become dark Jedi. Some of those become the first Sith guys. Right, right. And so is that all because? The, the darkness inside whatever Jedi were there from the get-go like looped around on itself enough and made a big enough loop in the the darkness of people creates a dark side the dark side pulls on the darkness of people mm-hmm. back and forth to like to to sort of give true presence to a dark side to the force and then and then uh, like it becomes the Jedi's job to to, to deal with it because they kind of created it i mean like there's a lot of stories out there where the jedi have created the problem for themselves right yeah you know so many fucking skywalker yeah yep yeah Yeah. so many different things that have created the jedi have created as far as the problem goes i mean look at look at the knights of the old republic stuff all that stuff that we read was all product of the jedi and what yeah you know what they had wrought yeah huh that is that is a fascinating take on it that that the idea that that the force feeds on it but the it also pulls from it like yeah like they give and the and the the force kind of takes as well you know like they whether willingly or not they're they're receiving that from which maybe which maybe also is why the 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 jedi are so cautious in telling people about touching dark things or whatever right because like that that darkness in you feeds the darkness in the force which then also pulls back on you even all the harder right like the i don't know that thing where that the non-newtonian fluids if you ever heard of those where 
you've seen, you've probably seen it where like the, the bucket of, of goo, right. if you put your hand in it very slowly, oh, sure, like, yeah. but if you punch it, it's like hard, like cement, right. You know, because of, because of the, 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 the force and momentum of whatever hits it, like causes it to solidify that much faster or whatever that, that, hmm. that something similar to that, where like, well, not really, that's that actually doesn't really apply. But regardless if my metaphor fails or not, terrible um, metaphor, terrible ball. metaphor, terrible oh my God. metaphor, a metaphor only, that could only have sprung from the dark side of my, <laughs> my powers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that, so that's, that's where my head went when I read this cave stuff. Yeah. The first part when the cave right. talks about the, the, yeah. Yeah, and it spends a little bit of time talking about like the the different states of it, like um, like anger and hate, and then what were the? There were four of them, right? There was oh, uh, there, anger, there's there's time, time, yep, memory, fear, thought. Uh, no, time, thought, memory, fear, alliance, alliance. Yeah, the alliance was the last one. Yeah. I felt like I felt like the alliance bit at the end was kind of unnecessary, but yeah but it's still it it makes sense it, you know if they're, what they're what they're trying to get at obviously is the you know that the alliance cannot you know that cannot be corrupted by the dark side right but and and so i did what okay. i did what i did like what i did the because you're right the, like using that word felt like okay let's that's a was just a just a shade too far right but what it did evoke in me is we've discussed that sort of apocryphal thing of lucas originally calling the force the force of others yes yeah right so that that touches that idea i think right is that it it, is that you with with an alliance or with relationships or whatever you are less likely to sort of have that fall to the dark side or or to be caught up by something or be or be lost to whatever yeah lost to lost to fear right um if you have an alliance of some sort with others or whatever this that so that was i made that connection but oh but i'm with you that it was felt a little too just a little reachy a little bit i thought yeah you know what though that that kind of makes sense because um anakin he had alliance with the jedi and as soon as that alliance was broken that's when he kind of fell right that's when he became sith or like that's i mean that's kind of the brilliance of darth sidious pushing him to be on the council yeah even though they didn't grant him the rank of master <laughs> and and he, there would there had never been in the past there had never been like a chancellor's endowed seat right right at, right on yeah. the council although there probably should have been yeah yeah we, you know we, talk about we that? talked about yeah. that yeah. there probably should have been but there wasn't and, yeah. the, and those jedi the jedi then viewed it as like whoa 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 fuck you bro and they pushed <laughs> anakin away more yeah and that and that wrecked that <laughs> that sense of that connectionness. More Jedi Anakin. hubris. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So between God, and the Jedi, God, Darth Sidious, you're so brilliant. Jesus. <laughs> we are ever so slowly creeping towards the dark side. I've noticed, uh, in general, just as you know. In our in our yeah. discussion, we seem to we seem to align more with the Sith than we do with the Jedi. Oh man. Oh, oh, fuck. Man. oh man there's so uh, i have a couple more points i wanted to make yeah yeah one. definitely yeah um, I, I've, I have one more too so you, okay you go oh i oh I, yes okay i wrote down by the way i did write down the, the chain it is it's time thought memory fear alliance okay is the things that so. this is so i wrote down to myself about yoda in this yeah. story um i i said this is mastery this is being a master yeah this is not just facing your fears, but valuing them. Yeah. Like you, you are, you're actively trying to draw your fears up so that you can see them and learn from them. Yeah. Like he goes, he repeatedly goes to the cave and he has a relationship kind of with the cave. Yeah. The cave being right. Yep. That's like, and that's, and which by the way, which I'm sure you caught too is reflective of that guy way back when. Yes. Master Thon, who would yes. like he moved in next door to the Lake of Doom <laughs> yep. or whatever, right? That was that was my neck, that was my point. So oh, we're okay. all over okay. it. We're all over it. Perfect. Yeah, that, we're on like, the same that, wavelength. Like that's dude, that's awesome. Yeah. And so and so yeah, so Ma- Master Yoda is showing that master 
his masterhood of 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 the stuff by by like he just exists next to the dark side and he just exists sort of in and with his fear and he he values the chance to face it and understand it it reminds it's, me it reminded me of a oh god i can't believe i want to bring up this star trek but star trek 5 the final frontier the final frontier which is which is just universally panned as like the worst star trek movie <laughs> but there is a line in that movie that i love where where Cybok is saying to Kirk, you know, give me your pain. I'll take it away from you. You don't need it. I'll, I'll take it for you. And Kirk says, I need my pain. It makes me who I am. Something mm. along those lines. Right. This Yoda needs his fear. Yoda needs yeah. his anxiety. He needs to be able to meet that and, and, and look at it and use it. And like you said, just the epitome of mastery like that is that's when you think of like like what luke did in the last jedi and like this ability to just face the thing that he was the most afraid of yeah that's exactly what yoda is doing yes you know (sighs) fucking echoes master everything yes master mastery (laughs) master Uh, and yeah. so I, I only had one other minor point here to make. Yeah, what do you is got? That this is the uh, along the lines of mastery. This is kind of this is kind of Yoda using the dark side. You know what I mean? Because he he like he trains Luke with the dark side. He touches he like he trains himself with it. Yeah. This is like sort of this is kind of one of those things where I think there are some conceptions of Jedi Master mm-hmm. where you to be promoted to that rank you need to sort of confront the dark side a little bit. Yeah. And this is one of those things where I think that, 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 that thing kind of comes to life. Yoda, master Yoda has, has sort of confronted it and now even understands it enough to almost like not to, to use it without being subsumed by it or subsumed in it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. In that he, in that he, he 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 goes and touches it like we said. He goes in the cave. He mm-hmm. uses it to train Luke. All this other kind of stuff, without like sinking into it, mm-hmm. you know. But he's he's kind of using the dark side of the force there. You know, it's very yeah. it's subtle and masterful. I just can't. I I, I just love this one. I yeah, this, one. this was a really really good one. This was actually the first yeah. one that I like I saw when I was flipping through, because the because the the shadow picture is uh, Vader's helmet with Luke's face inside oh, of it. Oh, yeah, that's and right. I, and I was like, oh, because... And, and of course, that that was one of my favorite sequences in the film where mm-hmm. Luke goes and he's confronting these anxieties about, you know, facing Vader, but it's really about facing himself. Yeah. Really, of course, it has double meaning because later on, you know, that he is he is a Skywalker and, and, and Anakin's a Skywalker and yeah. Anakin's Vader. Um but now, you know, with this extra layer, Yoda knows exactly what he's doing by sending Luke in there. Yeah. He knows he knows that Luke's gonna bring his weapons. He doesn't he doesn't protest too much to have yeah. him send yeah. him. And and of course I, I did like that the the cave I'm gonna call it the cave because it's not really the cave, it's the you know the force inside the, the force cave, but the virgins. Yeah. We'll yeah, call yeah. it the virgins. The virgins is like the the young fool brings these weapons with him. Like you can't, there's you can't, nothing you, you can do? do with them. Yeah. You can't lightsaber me. You yeah. Know? I'm a, I'm a specter. What are you going to do to me? Yeah. Nothing. You can't do nothing to me, pal. Then of course, Luke, then later, this is not, this was in a deleted scene. Luke brings in the, uh, the young, the, the young lady, the, the little lady, little old lady from poltergeist to, um, to, you know, pull out the, the <laughs> that was in that was in that that was in the deleted scenes along with the wampas <laughs> this tree is clean <laughs> <laughs> that was later that was later. Uh, this is later yeah <laughs> he came back to do that right that was like right yeah. before he right before the jedi stuff when he goes back to yoda he's yeah he, that's what we didn't see so, he's anyway. like master yoda i cleaned up the dark side cave thing yoda's like what? but you didn't why did you a- 
<laughs> that's why you and that's why Yoda died. <laughs> that's why Yoda you you killed him, Luke. You Luke, killed him. Luke fucking killed Yoda. Way Luke to go. Fucking killed Yoda. Way to go, Skywalker, you son of a bitch. Whiny little bastard. <laughs> <sighs> this was this was good. I am this I was, was so good, dude. I was very excited to read more of this. Yeah. This style of writing. I love short stories. And I really do hope they do one for Return of the Jedi. And the other thing is we donated money to kids. Yeah, yeah. By Which I totally knew I was this. doing when it's I bought this. Totally knew. 100% planned for. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So I, I'm I'm tapped out as far as, you know, Me too, man. conversation Me too. points on this. So yeah. we should look at what we should do next. Of course, Knights of the Old Republic 2, like another part part of that. I don't know how many pieces we're going to end up doing of that because we don't know how long the story is. Yeah. But, but Knights of the Old Republic 2, we could keep going with that. Yeah. The other thing that I had an idea was we could... They just announced, or they announced a little while ago, they're doing a a new Star Wars holiday special. And I think we could probably find the original holiday special in fact i know it's on youtube the holiday special from oh, 1978 sweet. or 79 because i've never seen that one i gotta see that oh my god it is it is everybody's awful as i've heard oh yeah. Huh? oh yeah and but like gloriously awful like b arthur sings in in it, oh oh dude oh dude <laughs> arthur, the, and arthur by the way sings. count me as a b arthur fan i love b arthur absolutely but like absolutely. b arthur singing mm-hmm. in a star wars thing 1978 like, B. Arthur singing drives that blows my mind. Carrie Fisher sings or tries to sing in this. It's interesting because Carrie Fisher, prior to all of her acting fame with her mother, she was she was in her mother's show, you know, yeah. variety show or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And yep. she she could really sing. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was the Coke or what, but she she, <laughs> as, as I recall, it's. It's not good. not her best performance. Let's say <laughs> she's not throwing a chain around a hut's neck in uh, <laughs> in this particular scenario. But it's uh, yeah. So so I don't know what the new holiday special holds for us. But that actually comes out on the seventeenth, which is tomorrow. Oh shit! Oh yeah. sweet. So that's going to be available on Disney Plus as of tomorrow. So if we really wanted to, we could do that. Okay. Well, that's the, the thing. So. Okay, dude, that's perfect. And now we have two options. I, I love both of them. Okay. So we have I, I have brought out the coin. We have coin. we have we have the Vader coin, the Force Flippy coin, and we have two <laughs> options. We have continue with Knights of the Old Republic. That was probably my dog. You heard? Does, you, does your dog have to go peepees again? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> mm, good girl. Uh, so we have we have Knights of the Old Republic two continuation. Yep. For question mark, how long? I don't know. And then. Holiday special extravaganza with two holiday special nice things nice. in there. Okay, I love it. So, love it. so I think given the badness of the holiday special stuff, yep, I think we should make Vader the Vader side of the coin be the I holiday like special stuff. I like it. And then the heads side of the coin will be continue with Knights of the Old Republic. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. So, flippy doodle. Oh, let, oh, sorry. We let the force decide. <laughs> let the force be our guide. Okay, flip. And it came up. Heads. Here's the hey, camera shot. Yeah. It is. So Heads. we're gonna right continue up. with okay. Knights of the Old Republic, which okay. I am grateful for because that game has been on my mind a lot. Yeah, me since too. Since we played it, since we started playing it. Yeah. Um, and I I've even gone a little further since we talked about it. Nice. Um and it continues to get better. Awesome. That, so anyway, I won't spoil too much. Yeah, don't. Now. Uh, we'll talk yeah, about it. Yeah, but we wouldn't anyway, want to ruin I'm, Jeff's I'm, experience I'm, next episode. Yeah, Jeff. Jeff, if you're playing along, uh, stop at twelve hours. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Jeff, man. What would we do without Jeff? That's what, what we do without Jeff. Messing things up. Uh, so I guess with with that being said, we've we've reviewed what we wanted to review or talk about what we want to talk about, yep. and we've decided the next thing. So I say we have completed. So thanks for watching, listening, whatever. Jeff, I hope you had a good time. <laughs> <laughs> this meeting is adjourned. <laughs> <laughs>
This 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 nerd basement meeting is adjourned. Nerd, nerd gavel gavel. It's all gavel. done. Gavel gavel. <laughs> <laughs> I second the gavel gaveling and the pass. Motion carried. Motion carried. Thanks for listening to Great Disturbances. If you enjoyed our show, please leave us a review on iTunes, Podbean, or any of your favorite podcast apps. You can find us on Facebook by searching for at Great Disturbances and on Twitter at G Disturbances. See you later.